Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. So um, I've, I've, uh, I've prepared something, um, something different, um, and I'm quite excited to bring you this word this morning. Um, we're going to be reading out of 2 Samuel 21, verse 15 to 17. Now, this is about David and the battles that he is fighting. <clears throat> Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines, and he became exhausted. And Ishbai Binop, one of the descendants of Rahab, uh, whose bronze spear weighed 300 shekels, and who was, who was armed with a new sword, said he would kill David. But Abishai, Abishai son of Zerah, came to David's rescue. He struck the Philistine down and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, saying, Never again will you go out with us to battle, so that the lamp of Israel will not be extinguished. Now, if we read that, it looks like a battle scene, and, and you say, Vian, how are we going to use this to this morning? And I'm not the Holy Spirit, but what I want to point out a few things to, uh, for us. The first thing I want to point out is the verse starts with, once again. It means that he has been fighting with the Philistines previously. And if you read Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel verse, I think it's in 17, where it's the battle between David and Goliath, when he was a young boy. Now, this is when David is already king in Samuel 2. It's, it's a lot longer after it. But he has already slain a giant, one much bigger than the one he's facing right now. Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines. And then I want to say something else. If we read here, it says that he was armed with a new sword. A new sword. He didn't come with the same things as Goliath came. But he's still a giant. But he came with a new sword. And then I want to get to verse 17 where it says, never again. Never again. Never again will you face the same thing. Now I want, when I read this, I could... I could put myself in that same position, not facing giants physically, but giants in my life, trials and tribulations and attacks from the enemy, like fear, anxiety, addictions. These things are the things that attack us. The devil is not creative, only God is. And the devil can only use the flesh, the world, and the devil himself to attack us. And there's only three places where he does that. It's with our finances, with our relationships, and health. That's the three places. So he sent a new giant, dressed differently, but it's still a giant. How many times do we face the same thing over and over, just coming in a different time, a different situation, but it's still fear, it's still anxiety, it's still addiction. And you know what? What happens is when David was young and he, he slain the drag oh, the dragon, when he slayed the, the giant, it had a different impact on him then when it had when he was 40 years older. So seeking attention when you were younger, it only got you the tension. But when you seek attention when you're married, you're gonna get divorce. 
So as we grow on and we, we, we mature, the, the, the impact of that giant becomes more severe. And another thing that, that, that stands out here is he said, um, he said while he was fighting them, he became exhausted. He became weary. He didn't become weak. And that's what the enemy wants to tell you every time he comes with that same giant. Because you're feeling, why am I struggling with this thing over and over? Why, is it, why can't I overcome this? Why am I still in the same place? Why am I fighting the same battles? And I become exhausted. And then the enemy comes in and he says, you are weak. You cannot even win this battle. I've come here with the same thing again and again, and you cannot beat it. You cannot win it. And the enemy comes with his lie, and he attacks the flesh, and he says, you are weak. And this was not the case. David was never weak. He was exhausted by fighting the same battle and over and over. And that might be where you are today, feeling exhausted, fighting the same battle over and over and over. But then I also want to encourage you that, that God didn't leave David to die that day. He sent someone to his rescue. It says, but Abishai, son of Zerah, came to David's rescue. And I want to encourage you that, that God will not leave you there where you are exhausted, fighting the same battles over and over. He will send you an Abishai. And maybe that Abishai will not be the thing that you are expecting to come and rescue you. And that's where we need to be in tune with God to allow these things to come into our life and rescue us. And it may come in the form of a person. It may come by a prophetic word. It may come by, by actually going and speaking to someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to this story of this man that was, was stuck on an island. And he was praying to God that God will come and rescue him. And then a helicopter flew, flew by and the island. And they said, we are here to rescue you. You can come with us. And he said, no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm waiting for God. I'm waiting for God. And then later, a boat comes by, and they said, we are here. Get on the boat. Let's go. And he said, no, no, no. Don't worry. I'm waiting for God. I'm waiting for God. Because he was expecting something else, but God was already there sending rescue. Abishai was, maybe was not a warrior or king like David was, and he was expecting something greater than what he was to come and rescue him, to set him free. But it was Abishai that came and rescued him and set him free. All of this starts with the renewal of our minds. Because every day we have to renew our mind. Renewing of our mind is not a thing that we do and it's over. It's an everyday thing that we have to do. Every day that we wake up, we must renew our mind. Get it in line with the Word of God. Because you can either be conformed or you can be transformed. And that is connection with renewing your mind. Because renewing your mind means that when I get sick, I'm not going to the doctor first. I'm first seeking my healer. I, I first seek the healing that is promised to me. And I stand in it. That's transformed. And I, I, I'm, I'm preaching. It's me. I'm doing the same thing. Some days you get sick. Last night I got sick. I was sick this morning. The first thing that I thought is 
I'm going to phone Pastor Renata. Sorry, I can't. I can't do it. But then God came and he said, no, you have been healed. You are healed. No attack of the enemy will withstand the blood of Jesus. I mean, if we look at the three things that, that the devil can use to attack us, the flesh, the world, and the devil himself, all three of those things have been won. The battle has already been won. Jesus died on the cross. For all our iniquities, all our sicknesses, the flesh has been won. The world, he has overcome the sin by the hanging of the cross. He did it, and he overcame the, the devil. Yes, we are still here fighting the battles. And you know what? Sometimes the battle even, isn't even ours, but we still fight it. Because our minds are not right. The world has transformed our minds and the, um, programmed us to think in a certain way. That you have to fight for what you want. If you don't fight, you will never get it. I'm not saying you be weak, sit at home and wait for the things to happen. But there's some battles that you don't need to fight. Because God has already fought them for you. Jesus has already been fighting them for you. And that's where the renewing of our mind is so important. Because we can leave this place feeling excited and, and enjoy this preach, preaching and, and the word that God brought this morning. And, and we leave this place and when we go to, and we have our lunch and we take our nap, when we wake up, we're the same person. Because why? We need to keep on renewing our mind. When that attack of the enemy, when that whisper, that lie of the devil comes in, we have to say, no, it's not the truth. The truth is what's in the word. And the word says that I am free. I have abundance. All of this has been given to me. The world has been overcome. There's nothing, no weapon formed against me will stand. That's what the word says. Why does he say no weapon? Because that's the three places that, or the three things that he can use. And he has been overcome. But it's not always easy. It's not always easy. And you know what? If we seek time and press into God, these things become easy. Because we know who He is. We know what He's capable of. We know His heart. But to renew your mind and stand on that, what is promised in the Word by not knowing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it's so difficult because you don't know His heart. But if you know his heart, then renewing your mind is easy because you know what's the truth and what is the lie. And I really just want to pray in this morning that, that the battles that you are facing, the fights that you are fighting against your giants, that by the renewing of your mind and standing on your faith, that you will overcome them. I declare that, that we will learn out of this story from David, that we will not become exhausted because we will change our strategy of fighting these giants. We will not fight them the same way we did when we were still babies in Christ. We will fight them as the mighty warriors that we are today. You see, the, the Word of God is given to us, not that we must be like each of these people in the Word, but we must be better. Because the promise that was given to us 
is so much greater than the promise that was given to them. We have so much more than what they had. So we are supposed to do much greater things than what they are doing. Reading this and, and thinking to fight a giant. Reading this and, and thinking of healing people. Reading the word and, and seeing lame people stand up and walking, raising dead. I think to myself, wow, this is great. But then I forget I'm supposed to be doing greater things than this. And all of that moves back and points back to the renewal of your mind. Because the world says, no, it's not possible. Because the world says, not you, maybe someone else. And in this morning, I, I, I want to tell you that it is you. It is you. It's especially you that think it is not you. Because you see, God likes to use the underdog. God likes to use the one that, that no one thinks he can do it. Because once he's done it, there's no other way than to, to point to Jesus and say, it's only him. It's only him. It was not possible. It was physically not possible. But that's why it was Jesus. That why, that's why it was the Holy Spirit that came and changed the situation. We, we went on holiday and we had a, a really rough time with a lot of attacks from the devil. And, and we got really sick and all of that. And, and so many times in that period, I failed because I thought that God wasn't there for me anymore because I was praying, but things didn't happen. But that's what the enemy wants you to think. And maybe that's a place where you are, where you are crying out to God and praying and, and pressing in, but nothing is happening. But that's where we need to know our King of Kings. He will never leave you. He will not forsake you. He's always there. Your plans are maybe different than what God's plans are. God is using every situation. You know, the word says, for every question that you have, there's an answer in the word of God. Because if you're asking why does this happen, he says that he will still turn out every situation, every bad thing, he will turn out for your good. And maybe in that situation, in that place where you are at, it doesn't make sense at all. Why would Jesus, why would a king of kings, why would God let these things happen to me? And we don't understand it now. And we don't understand it in 10 years' time. But once we, we walk into our purpose and we become who God wants us to become, and then everything makes sense. Then God's plan is like a map laid out in front of you and you can see every step that you need to take. But because we are not work, walking in our purpose, we are not walking in line with the, what, what God wants us to do, we cannot see the plans that He wants for us. It doesn't mean that He will not turn every, every situation not turn out for your good. He will because He loves you. He loves you. You are His. Every time when I think that, that it will not happen for me, God, why would God do it for me? I just think that, that He sent His one and only Son to die on the cross. And there was no other reason than for me. No other reason. 
because he loved me so much. That's why he did it. Then why would he not lead me out of a situation that I think there's no outcome? You will. But we need to step into our purpose. We need to stand in line with what God wants us to do. And there's something else that was, uh, was laid on my heart. And um, I know that all of us, we need finances. It's a very important piece of our, our daily life. And you know, for so long, my wife knows every time that we pray for, for finances and, and things like this, I always refer back to the scripture that says that first seek the kingdom of God and all the other things will be poured upon you according to his riches in heaven. And I was thinking about that. How does it work? Why don't we see it? Why don't I see God pouring out the riches upon my life? Because that's my focus point. The riches, not the kingdom. It's something that I get obsessed with, is to think that I want this riches that God is promising me. And it becomes your focus. And you know what? God, God is working in me with, with finances also because we are going through things and, and um, there are things that, uh, that are falling into place and it's things that we have been praying for so long. And then I realized that I've been praying for it so long and I've been wanting it so long that it's actually become my focus. And I just put myself in that shoes that God gives us things not to keep for ourselves but to also bless you will have enough. Don't, don't understand me wrong. You will have enough because he wants you to have enough. But I was praying for this thing and I was thinking that, you know, I was praying so hard and I was expecting this thing to come and, and once I have this thing and God asked me to, to sow it or give it away, where will my heart be at? Where will my heart be at? Because that's my focus. I was never seeking the kingdom. I was thinking I was because I was praying for something, but that thing became my focus. My focus wasn't the kingdom. My focus wasn't the relationship with God. Because if that was the case, then I would have had this and I was, would have been grateful for it. But if it was expected of me to sow it or, or give it away, it wouldn't have been an issue for me because I know the King of Kings and I know His heart and I know that it was Him that did this for me so He can do it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying a, f a few things that are, that are touching some nerves because it's things that we are struggling with. And especially in my life, I always preach out of a place, you know, uh, I was waiting for God to, to give me something to preach about. And, and I always try to put myself in that situation. I always try to, to use the word in my life and say, wow, okay, this is making sense for me. This is going to bring me breakthrough. This is something that I'm going through. Yeah, and I, I just know that God is going to bless us as a church this year. Amen. You know, the enemy is trying his best, his utterly best to stop the movement of God. Amen. You know, but he won't. There's nothing that the enemy can do to stop the church. There's nothing that God or the devil can do to stop God from moving. 
but we also have a responsibility to keep that fire going. And you know what? In this time, I was saying, yeah, but the church, is, it's not the same at home. It's not the same. Why? It's not the same. But why didn't I connect with some other people in the church? Why didn't I connect with other people that are struggling with the same thing so that we can ignite each other's fire and keep each other going? Why are we as the body of Christ so ashamed or shy? Why when, when the churches are closed, it's a holiday? By, by saying that, I mean that, that, that we don't move. Why do we stop moving as the body? Because we cannot do it alone. That's why we are a body. There's things that I can do, but that you cannot. And there's things that you can do that I cannot. And that's why we need to stand together and, and walk together and push together. I don't want God to, to come and say it's time and, and we didn't do what He wanted us to do. Because I was a lazy Christian or was a lazy believer. I was, I was in my box. I was, I was just here. So I really want to encourage us. Let's, let's get out of this box. Let's, let's do the supernatural because that's what's inside of us. Let's stand together. Let's pray for each other. Let's work as a body. Because that's what's going to make the difference. If they close the church tomorrow again, that they will not, in Jesus' name. But if that was going to happen, then what was our decision going to be? Are we going to go back to home and then, you know, try to pray again and put some worship music on? There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. But we need to do more. We need to do more. The world needs us. We don't need the world. We need to stand together and make the change in this world. We are the light of the world. It's what the Word says. It's what the Word of God says. But why don't we do it? Because we don't renew our minds. We are so easily influenced by the world. We are so easily programmed by the world. Programmed by the world, not by the word. <laughs> so I really want to encourage you. And I want to pray this morning. I, I, I feel God is wanting to do something in this place this morning. I feel that the Holy Spirit is not done. I, I don't know, pastors, what we can sing some more songs and, and just allow the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do. Because I really feel that they, He wants to set some people free. He wants to reignite the fire that is inside of you. I, I, I can feel it in this place. I can feel it in this place. There's some of you that are sitting here and you are so hungry but you don't have the fire anymore. You don't know how to, to move. How, you don't know what to do anymore. Because of this lockdown, because of not going to church, not fellowshipping. I want to say to the devil, we are back. We are back. And we are on fire. And this time we're going to reignite this fire and will not be quenched by anything in the name of Jesus. We need to step into our purpose. We need to step into the people that we are supposed to be. The creation that God made us to be. Mighty warriors of God. Walking when He says walk. Moving when He says move. 
fighting our battles with the two-sided edge. Sword. That's the word. Fighting our battles with it. That's what we need to do. So I want to pray and, and then... If you want to leave, you can leave. If you want to stay, you can stay. I, I want to ask talent and, and guys, then we can put some more worship music on. And let's just, let's just give our hearts this morning to God. I just feel like that we must just really surrender to Him in, in this morning. Just, just give everything that's burdening you, that's keeping you back. Just give it to God and allow Him to reignite the fire inside of you this morning. And you guys at home, you put some worship music on. And you pray like you've never prayed before. And he will meet you there. There's no limits to God. There's no limits. Lord, I pray in this morning, Father, I thank you for the word that you've delivered, Father. Father, I really pray that, that it, it will stick with us, Father. Every word that we, we receive, every word that we read in the word of God, Father, it will stick, Lord. Father, we will not forget your word, Father. We will not forget your teachings, Father. Father, every time when the giants appear at our doorstep, Father, we will use our teachings. We will use our word that we have read, Father, and we will stand up on it in the name of Jesus. Father, the time of fighting the same giants over and over and getting exhausted, Father, we don't want it anymore, Father. We are going to slay the, dra- the, the, the giants, Father, for, for, for the end, Lord. They will not come and fight us again. Thank you, Father, that, that just like you, say, you sent um, Abishai, just like you sent him, Father, to come and help David, Father. May we as the body of Christ, Father, stand together and help each other, Lord. Father, in this morning, Father, I just pray, Lord, that, that we should go back into worship this morning, Father. May you just come and have your way, Lord. May you just receive our hearts, Father. May you receive our cry for you, Lord. Father, we pray for a reigniting of the fire inside of us, Lord. We we pray for a new excitement, Lord. We pray for renewing of our mind, Father. May it start right now, Lord, that we must think differently about worshiping. We must think differently about praying, Father, right now, Lord. As we pray, Father, we will not see it as just words going up into the sky. Father, we will see it as, as things accomplishing things. We will see it as, as arrows being shot at the enemy and destroying their plans. Father, I pray it in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, may this season where we are going into, Father, may be be a great one, Father. Father, something that we have not experienced ever, Lord. May it be something new, Lord Jesus. We pray it in your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more. 